Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. This week, I have been talking about New Year's resolutions. The first day, we talked about why it's hard to make change. Yesterday, we talked about the stages of change. And today, I want to talk about something that interrupts change in a big way, but I think we don't talk about it enough. And it's our relationships. Our relationships can make it really hard to create and maintain change. Even though the people who love us, our family members, our friends, our partners would likely say that they want the best for us, that they want us to feel good in our lives, they often end up making it really hard for us to make the change we need to make in order to see that happen. And that is common across all sorts of relationships. So I'm not just talking about dysfunctional family relationships or friendships or any of that. Even our healthiest relationships can make it really hard for us to create the change we want to create in our lives. This is because of something called homeostasis. Yes, it's a big word, but it's one of my favorite concepts when it comes to systemic family therapy. Homeostasis is another word for balance. So it means that the family system seeks to maintain its organization and functioning. And because of this, it resists change. Now, this definition is based on family therapy, but homeostasis doesn't just happen in our family systems. It also happens in our friendship systems, our workplaces, our romantic partnerships, anywhere we are with other people, the people in the system are going to resist change. If you've ever been a part of a workplace, if you've ever been in a leadership role where you've created change that you know over time is gonna be really, really good for the group, it could be something that feels completely positive, you'll notice that people really push back. People resist change. If you're trying to make change in your life, the other people in your life are gonna push back. For example, let's say you've decided you don't wanna drink anymore and you go and you hang out with your friends and they say, hey, do you want me to order you a drink? And you say, no. I don't want to drink. I'm fine. I, I'm okay with my Sprite. A really common example of this is your friend saying, oh, come on, just have fun with us. Now, if you sat down with your friends and these were healthy relationships and you said, hey, look, I think that drinking has caused problems in my life. It's made me lose relationships. It makes me feel sick. I don't like who I am when I drink. It's really important that I don't do it anymore. Your friends would likely in that conversation say, I'm really glad that you figured this out for yourself. I want to support you. But when you try to make that change, what's going to happen is you're going to get pushback. Oh, come on, come out with us. Come have fun. Come dancing. Drink. It makes you fun, whatever it is. An example in my own life is that I have wanted to start making more time for exercise. And I know my husband loves me and he wants me to feel healthy and he wants me to have that time. I know my son loves me and it's not his job to care, you know, whether or not I have the time for it. But of course, in the scheme of things, I'm sure he'd want me to be healthy and make time. However, our family system runs a certain way that when I take that time, the system has to change drastically and it can put stress 
on the other people in the system. My son might say, why aren't you playing with me? I want you to play with me. And so it's really, really hard for me because I'm having to fight back against my family wanting to keep it the same, where maybe he would have had that time with me to play. And I'm having to internally deal with the anxiety that comes up for me to be different. I'm having to set that boundary. And my child is having to deal with the feelings that come up for him. Now, what happens is that we tend to not want to make the people we love uncomfortable because we love them. And we also don't like to feel that anxiety around change. And so we want to go back to whatever felt balanced, whether it was actually balanced or not is the other question. And so what we'll do is we'll give in and we'll say, okay, I'll play this time and the day, you know, ends and we, we didn't exercise. Or we'll say, okay, fine, I'll go out dancing even though I wanted to stay away from alcohol. And then what happens is we end up drinking. And so one thing I want you to think about is if you're trying to make a shift in your life that's going to direct you towards something that's overall going to feel better for you and all of the people in your life, I want you to recognize it's very normal to experience the pushback of homeostasis, the pushback of the system saying, we want things to be the same, even though consciously we might be able to say we want to support your change unconsciously we're going to keep pushing you to go back into what feels the same for us and recognize that that is a normal process in change and that over time your new way of being will actually be the new homeostasis but you just have to push through until it becomes the norm I'm Liz Earnshaw. I'm the author of I Want This to Work, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you, so take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones, and when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to Fathom.fm slash Good Risings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.